Hey everybody, and welcome to Mindset Reset, and I'm your host, Ben Newton. This is the fourth and final episode of our series with Sean Acor, best-selling author and world-renowned speaker. In the third episode, we learned how to become more adaptive by cataloging positive change and setting short-term goals. In this episode, we're going to talk about how you can uncover possibilities even in the midst of a crisis with a growth mindset. You know, it's really it, it's really very natural to see this, you know, crisis and 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 our see our lives and see our society right now, our economy, whatever it is, and see it being put on pause. You know, it's like somebody hit the pause button and we all have to stand still for three months, right? But um, that can't number one, it can't happen. It's not good for anybody. Um, so, so how do we, how do we keep that from, from, uh, from happening? Cause in particular, when you talk about the growth mindset, this, uh, rational optimism, the things that you've talked about, how can we use those tools to see possibilities and maintain that positive momentum and not just see our lives basically hit a giant pause button? Yeah. Pause, hitting a pause button does so, so many negative things to, our levels of optimism and happiness. Um, yeah. Happiness to me is the the joy you feel moving towards your potential. So if you stop moving, you no longer feel joy nor happiness, right? So we want to be becoming better people, right? And oftentimes we too narrowly define that potential, right? Like I'm getting yeah. better at work, so I'll get paid more at work, right? That's how we normally define potential or I'm better at playing basketball. But it's also I'm a better dad, a better husband, I'm better human being to other people. I'm, I'm better at understanding the world or being spiritual, whatever it is in those moments. Um, that's what we really want. So what we want right now is to, to take that pause button off and start to look for the positives that are going on. The hard part is in the midst of all this threat, the energy it takes to make positive change seems to evaporate. Like I've been finding that it's easier to just sit at home and, you know, quarantine and watch Netflix, right? Like I think that we just yeah. want to sit there and, you know, not, not do anything and just wait till the storm goes away. Um, and then we'll see what damage occurred. What we're experiencing there is um, activation energy. So in order to catalyze reaction, you have to have an initial investment of energy. This the highest at the beginning of it to start the reaction, the catalyst that has to occur. Um, if you want to create a positive change in your life, if you want to pursue levels of happiness, there's sometimes when it's super easy, right? Um, if you go, you know, uh, to uh, a tennis, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know what they call them, where you go get to play tennis at a hotel for a while, right? Everyone's playing tennis. It's super easy to play tennis. There's a tennis court right there and everyone's already playing it. You buy your tennis clothes. Super easy, low activation energy level. Watching TV, super low activation energy level, right? I press the little button on my Apple TV or remote and now I've got, you know, I've got more than enough shows to, to last me for the next two years, right? Um, that's low activation energy level. So what we've been looking for is oftentimes the positive change requires higher levels of energy at the beginning. So if I want to create a positive change, like I want to uh, write down three things I'm grateful for, or I want to meditate each day, or I want to exercise for 15 minutes a day, or I want to write that two minute positive email, whatever the positive habit we're trying to create right now to move away from that pause requires an investment of energy at the beginning. So what we're finding is that's amazing is that's the barrier usually, right? Um, like if I, do you want to do something positive? No, it takes, do I want to play the guitar? No, it's upstairs. I don't feel like playing it anymore. Um, so what we're trying to do is what happens if we decrease the activation energy by even seven to 12 seconds? 
we've actually found it sometimes could be even less for certain habits. But we're finding that if you decrease the activation energy to do a task, your likelihood of picking up rises. You want to do that with positive ones and you want to increase activation energy for the things that are negative ones, right? So um, example of this, when I first started doing this, I, I was watching way too much TV, right? So I'd come home from the office and I'd watch the office for hours and hours on repeat. And that's because it was low activation energy to turn it on with my remote control. So I sit down on my couch and watch. Um, so I took the batteries out of the remote control, walked them um, 20 seconds away actually to my um, uh, to my bedroom and left the batteries in there. Um, so the next couple of days I came home, sat down on the couch, clocked down, pressed the on button on the remote control, usually repeatedly and be like, Oh, why do I do these? <laughs> why do I do these experiments? Uh, where did I put the batteries this time? And my brain was like, it's 20 seconds away. Let's go get them. And I was like, Nope, it takes forever to go get those batteries. Right. Because your brain magnifies activation energy. And I purposely put a book next to me that I wanted to read. I had my phone so I could call my real friends instead of watching my fake friends on television. Um, <laughs> I had my guitar sitting out of my case right next to me. I, I didn't play the guitar at all because I kept it in a case in my closet. Yeah. Take me about 20 seconds to pull it out and start playing it. Now we actually have it in the living room, um, right where I sit down right next to the TV. Uh, right. So that I will pick it up and start playing it easier. And my kids will point it out to me. So what we've done is we've decreased the activation energy. So if you want to do three things you're grateful for, I'm actually finding just like you're finding the, the dinner table gratitudes are hard with, at least with little kids. Um, there's so much stress getting the food prepared and then getting my kids to eat the food and we're hungry. Yeah. It's actually a really tough time to do those gratitudes at my kids' age level. Um, so that's why we do it at nighttime or we do it at the beginning to start our, our, our homeschool now. Uh, so what we're looking for is where do, how do we make things easier? So the gratitudes, um, we try to get people to do them while they brush their teeth. You're already doing it. You've already got a mental cue for it. It takes almost no energy. Just sit there since you're doing nothing anyway. Just think of three things you're grateful for. Um, if people want to write down um, uh, positive things that are going on in their life. I find that if I lose the pen that I put on the piece of paper to write down the gratitudes, if I lose the pen or it gets moved to another room, we don't do the gratitudes for like two or three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, so it's literally, it's moving that activation energy just slightly. We put our unhealthy food low down underneath all the healthy frozen, you know, we have frozen foods yeah. and stuff in our freezer. We put the unhealthy stuff underneath, not only to hide it from the kids, but if I really want to get that, you know, ice cream sandwich that I really want, I have to pull out everything in the freezer to get it. And my brain usually thinks it's not worth it, right? So we're finding, we've, we've learned this from addiction recovery programs, you know, where if you just make things harder for people to get, like if they only have one pack of cigarettes around the house, they're only going to smoke one pack, right? Until they have to go all the way out to go buy another one, right? And what's happening in the midst of this is you're just making it harder and harder to do the negative and easier to do the positive. So we're just decreasing the activation energy to move past this pause to get back to, to movement. Yeah, it's, it, that's, um, I mean, this is, this is, this is really good, uh, you know, things to think about. Cause you know, one, I, I, I do remember that I've, I, I ran a lot before, um, you know, years ago, then, you know, I'll blame it on the kids. Sure. Why not? I stopped, you know, <laughs> but I stopped, I stopped, I stopped running as much with the kids and trying to get back into it. And the key was laying out everything out the night before. Yep. And so when I got up, all I had to do was somehow make it into the bathroom and put it all on. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and I even think with what you're saying with the guitar, I need to actually pull my guitar out so I play it more. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's those, it's those, uh, little changes that make such a, 
such a big difference. You, you know, one thing that comes to mind when you say that, so it's, it's partly about, I, I, I like the idea of, uh, the activation energy appeals to, to my nerdiness. Uh, you know, you gotta, you lower it for some things, you increase it for other things. One, one thing you talked about, and if, and if I remember, I think you actually talked about it when you, you went, like, when you came to the, uh, Sumologic conference, you talked a little bit about it, but kind of these, how small changes can lead to bigger changes over time. So maybe, maybe talk a little bit about that too. I mean, cause it, it seems like, you know, I know with, with me being a type A, a person, I've always struggled with this is that, you know, you have this giant goal is like, I want to do this big, massive thing. And then you leave it there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times it's, it's kind of these iterative small changes over time. So maybe, maybe talk a little bit about that. How do you do that? Well, it, if we're right that, um, the two things that propel you towards a goal are, you know, progress perceived and proximity to the finish line. Um, if we create too big a goal, that prox- the proximity to the finish line looks way too far. Mm. We don't feel like there's any progress towards it. Um, so having these smaller goals is so much more helpful sometimes, like literally doing one burpee a day, like you were talking about the burpees earlier, like <laughs> maybe make it one instead of like something crazy like 10, right? Like we have some friends that were like, if you do 50 burpees a day, you spread it out over the course of the day, you don't have to exercise and do anything else. Yeah, but who does 50 burpees when they first start, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, maybe some people can, I can't. Um, I'd be really proud of myself if I did one burpee a day for the next two weeks. Like I'd, I'd be like, I oh, I'm an athlete, right? Um, so I think that's what it is, is we're trying to shift our identity. Uh, we find that, you know, sometimes when I go to conferences, people go for a run in the morning because they're away from their kids. They have a different schedule. They decided they're going to do something. They, run, they go run that morning and they, they suddenly realize, I'm a runner. <laughs> Even though it's the first time they're, <laughs> they're like, I'm a runner. Everyone else should be running, right? Like, and I totally deserve these extra snacks. So I'm a runner, right? <laughs> what you're doing is you're changing that mindset. We found that um, in a study we did actually with LinkedIn a couple of years ago, that if you increase the amount of uh, praise, if you were, well, I'm sorry, if you do, uh, uh, if you write a two minute positive email in the morning, your likelihood of uh, praising other people during the day, your, your amount of praise you do triples over the course of the day. That's what I'm trying to say. So you write this two minute positive email in the morning. You're like, okay, that was two minutes. How could that possibly impact my life? it triples how much praise you do because you see yourself as a praise provider instead of a praise recipient. It's what we found with social connection too. Um, all the research that's done on social connection, if you look at it, um, it's actually on the receipt of social connection. The questions are things like, if you're going through a difficult time, are there people that you can talk to uh, when you're going through that hard time? Is there someone special in your life you can lean on in hard times? Like, do people set up social engagements for you, right? Like that's, that's how we ask questions about social connection. Um, when I was doing this original research for Big Potential, we flipped around the questions and we just asked them, are you the type of person that sets up social engagements for other people? Do you bring in donuts or whatever it is to the people around you? Um, when somebody's going through a hard time, are you the person that they come and talk to you about, right? We switched around. Those work altruists, those people who are altruistic with their social connection, not only are they 40% more likely to receive promotions over the next two-year period of time, what we're finding is their happiness levels and engagement work were so much higher because they felt that their behavior mattered, right? Instead of waiting for good things to happen. Um, I think in the midst of uncertainty, we wait a lot of times. And I think that we can change who we are. Like maybe we come out of this as a family, um, having lost nine months worth of income, but now I'm a runner, I play guitar, and I'm a much better altruist. I I don't know where the trade-off point would be, but I would feel good about those last three things for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well... 
that's um you know and, and going back to activation energy that's why i ate all the chocolate last week because i like you know i lowered the activation right. energy this week <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Um, no, I, 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 I really like the way you, you put it, Sean, cause it's not just about doing the small iterative goals. It's actually changing the image of yourself. Yeah. It's changing who, how you feel about yourself. Cause if you, if you do something enough and you start making a habit, you actually feel like that. Cause I, I, I do remember when, when I started running, I never really ran before and did it several years ago. And it was just a matter of doing it and doing it again. But then like the counterpoint, because when I stopped running, I stopped feeling like a runner. Mm, I stopped, exactly. you know, and, and, yeah. and you, it's, it's about that, you know, uh, forming those habits and, and, uh, and, and, and keeping those habits, you know, and, and one way, you, you know, tell me if this makes sense to you, Sean, but uh, part of what I feel like you're saying too is, um, you know, why do we, I know why I like to watch movies and, and Netflix sometimes is because partly because I want to escape my reality. I can see the, what I watch change depending on what's going on with my life. It's like, you know, I don't want to watch that, you know, drama right now because right. I got enough drama going on. Yeah. I want to watch, you know, some comedy. I want to watch something that gets my mind out of it. Um, but it seems part of what you're talking about too is it's not just about escaping reality and we all want to do that sometimes. That's part of the fun of those kind of things, but also engaging reality mm-hmm. is in engaging it, but engaging it in a, in a meaningful way, not just engaging with the enormity of it, but you know, one step at a time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's what we're doing with it. Like maybe we watch contagion because we want to figure out how to help our next door neighbors or are we watching contagion to see how bad this is going to get for me. And I need to, hunt down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like I'm yeah. watching cheers right now. I wanted extra friends, right? Like <laughs> it's actually, I've never seen it before and it's hilarious. And you know, I, I wanted something that's positive, but what I'm doing is I use that recharge on a bar in Boston. This fiction, but that recharge that I feel there is fueling me to, to want to do, you know, get up and do a, a, this podcast with you, right? Or to spend more time with my kids. Because I feel like if I don't recharge, I just stick on Twitter, looking at all the negative news and watch, you know, the counts change, uh, I lose my adaptive response to the world. So, you know, I said, uh, I say, uh, sometimes people will ask me about writing, like how, what's my schedule when I write books? Like you write in one long chunk, you have to block everything. And one of the things I tell them is that I, I play so many more video games when I uh, am writing a book. I triple, <laughs> quadruple the amount of video games I play because I need some place to recharge my brain that's just for me, that's positive. But then I fuel it right into being hyperproductive. I'm hyperproductive in the same periods that I'm also hyper uh, recharging. I think that it's about how we use it. So are we spending our time on on Netflix and, and cheers to fuel positive interaction, or are we doing it to hunger down to close our eyes until this is over? And I think the first response is the stronger one. Yeah. Well, and it's back to what, um, you, you, you said before is it's, it, you know, it's about how you approach the reality. Like you can take the same activity, you can take the same set of circumstances and view it in a different way and have a different outcome for yourself mm-hmm. and those around you. And I think that's, um, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. And, you know, and to kind of summarize, you know, some of these things, uh, is, you know, you talked about the activation energy, lower the activation energy for the things that, uh, you know, are beneficial and the things you want to do, like, you know, the playing your guitar, or, um, you know, doing some activity like, you know, running in the morning or whatever it is, and then increase it for the things that you're trying to avoid. Like, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, put the snacks up on a high shelf or put them back behind something else in the free, whatever it is. Um, 
and 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 really one thing that really stuck with me as well couple of things uh, other things that stuck with me sean is one is change the image of yourself by doing those things by making a habit you you change the image of who you are and that'll basically open up new possibilities by doing that and and also something i think was really powerful that you said sean is it's a lot of times when we talk about um these kind of things we talk about receiving it's like what am i what am i getting out of it but you you've talked a few times now about something you do. It's an active thing. It's about giving. It's about giving back to those around you. And by doing that, you receive so much in return. And it's, it's, you know, it might seem a little old fashioned to talk about it that way, but it seems to be really key to a lot of what you're saying is that it's, it's in giving, not receiving, right? Yeah. I think all the science is just reconfirming things we've heard from our grandparents a lot of times, right? (laughs) It's so true. Like, I think just like love is an action, I think happiness requires action, right? And we're finding um, that the more that we move away from a hunker down in the midst of crisis to being a resilient optimism, everything starts to change. Well, I think that's a fantastic uh, note to end this uh, four-part series on. And, and and thank you, Sean, for being part of this. And I, I think this is, I'm, when, when we put this out there, I'm going to be listening to these multiple times to, to really can absorb it all. So I appreciate your time. And thank you for being here. No, this is great. Thank you so much for having this conversation and for sharing it with people. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, again, for listening to this episode of Mindset Reset. This was the last episode in a four-part series. If you haven't already, check out the other three episodes or maybe re-listen to them when you need a burst of positive energy to get you through another day. We are so glad that you took time out of your day to listen to the series, and we hope that it made an impact on you in your life. So see you soon, and stay safe. Masters of Data is brought to you by Sumo Logic. Sumo Logic is a cloud-native machine data analytics platform delivering real-time continuous intelligence as a service to build, run, and secure modern applications. Sumo Logic empowers the people who power modern business. For more information, go to sumologic.com.